0: Are you wearing your, what do you call that, your your wife beater? No, <laughs> uh, i was in the gym earlier. Right. Sorry. <laughs> hey, hey, don't cover up on my part because I'm trolling you. <laughs> Hello, my friends.
1: Thank you for joining us for the Peab CAC Podcast, a weekly information security show featuring some all-around good people. It is week 19 of 2022. I'm Chris Louie, and a very happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, to both children and pets. With me, I have my co-host, Brian Deach, who lives in a state where he legally is required to celebrate Mother's Day. So I didn't even know that that's actually true until I clicked that link. I
2: had no idea. One thing that uh, always kind of gets my wife is, she asks, what are we doing for Mother's Day? I'm like, well, you're not my mother, so I, I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> uh, she doesn't like that, but, you know, saves a dollar to you. Maybe I sleep on the couch, maybe I
1: don't. Take her out to the Olive Garden for those unlimited breadsticks. (laughs) What are we having today? Breadsticks and water, people. And we have Glenn Medina back this week. Fresh off his emergency from last week. Glad to have you back.
0: Everyone, missed you all last week and happy to be back. I missed some really good content last week and I hope to get caught up with you guys. And uh, yeah, for this year, maybe I might, uh, if she's good, I might take her out to Costco, get that $1.50 hot dog and drink so
1: and the samples don't forget the samples are, are sample uh, are they doing samples again yeah our samples back samples are back in arizona they are at my costco
0: nice yeah it, really all right let's do that bonus if she's really good hold on if she's really good i might buy her two hot dogs so. <laughs> your wife can eat two hot dogs no <laughs> no <laughs>
1: well, not at the same time obviously yeah <laughs> no comment No guests this week, just us hosts. We have some awesome guests already scheduled over the next three weeks, so be sure to subscribe and never miss an episode. Combined, we have decades of information security experience and here, not just to educate, but to entertain. We've got four awesome stories for this week, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. For our opening topic on my comment earlier about Brian... Arizona is actually the only state in the union which recognizes Mother's Day as a legal holiday. In that spirit, do you guys have any Mother's Day stories? For me, when my wife was pregnant with our first child, I wanted to do something nice and special for her since she was carrying our child and a brand new mother. But work called me out to Chicago that week, so I was actually in uh, a way that, that entire week. I got a really nice Mother's Day card and wrote a heartfelt message in it, and I gave it to the hotel front desk when I was out in Chicago to send it out with the outgoing mail that day. And I timed it so she would get it while I was still in Chicago and in time for Mother's Day. Well, the day it should have gotten there, it passed and nothing happened. Another day passed and nothing, and then I actually got back from Chicago and it still never showed up. I'm not 100% sure what happened, but the card did finally show up in October after the kid was born. The postmark on the card indicated it was mailed out in October, so I don't know if the hotel held on it or forgot about it and just dropped in the mail or if it just got lost in the post office system. But we eventually got it about six months late.
2: Now, did you get in trouble or she's like cool about it?
1: No, she was cool about it. I explained it that I I had tried to mail it out there. I did my part. It was the hotel or the
0: postal service that, sure, that did the part all the way up until that day in October. She was like, "Whatever, Chris." Uh huh. <laughs> I, I think that's pretty cool that
2: you you went to that that extreme lengths to make sure that you're taking care of her when you're not at home. That's pretty cool. I don't
1: think that I would ever be that thoughtful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I figured since it was. Technically, you know, the first Mother's Day and I'd be away. I'm like, oh, I got to try to do something nice. But it ended up working out. See, I'm, I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. I hate, like, all
2: holidays. I feel like it's just another month and another reason to waste a bunch of money. But uh, I think the first time uh, during my first marriage, my my wife at the time, right, it was her first Mother's Day, quote, unquote. And so we were having, like, something going on. But, hey, guess what? The day before, it was my buddy's graduation from college and we were all going to Vegas. So I think I was in Vegas for like, I think like 14 hours total awake the whole time, uh, got home and then went over to my mom's house to celebrate mother's day. And I just basically slept the whole time. I was looked down upon by everyone.
1: <laughs> well, you made the effort to come back. That's gotta be worth something. Yeah, I was hurting. That was one of those
2: rough ones.
0: Uh, I think my story is I was like, once mother's day is May or is it June? It's May. <laughs> It's, well, may it's may considering like this, this is the mother's day episode yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah so it's even worse right so that tells you where i where i sit with mother's day i uh forgot mother's day um forgot her birthday which is you know the beginning of june so i was in a world of hurt and not only did i do that like in one year i also did it like two years in a row so i was in the doghouse for quite some time the good news is i haven't forgotten since and so you know I'm a hero compared to those two years that I missed in a row. So I think I am anyway. (laughs) So never lets me death it down. You guys
2: are just some good old men. I'll tell you what.
0: Yeah.
1: And I want to wish my wife, Grace, a very happy birthday. Her birthday happens to be this week as well. And I put it here in the show just to make sure she's actually listening to the entire
0: episode. So if we recorded here, that means that we remembered then, right? So, yeah. Hey, happy Mother's Day, Rosalie. I love you. Happy birthday, Grace,
2: and to all the mothers out there, happy Mother's Day.
1: (laughs) Yes, happy birthday.
0: Oh, wait, yes, my wife's birthday is right around the corner as well, so thank you.
1: Uh, Happy birthday to Rosalie, too. Yeah. For our first story, Emotet is rearing its ugly head again after their programming team fixed a bug in the installer. We spoke on episode 35 back in November that Emotet took a 10-month vacation after a coordinated law enforcement takedown effort, and security researchers recently did notice a drop in Emotet infections. Well, it turns out that drop was not due to Emotet shutting down, it was a programming bug. When a victim clicked on a bad link in an email or opened up a malicious attachment, a script would call for the Emotet DLL and load it into memory. However, the programmers made a mistake by using an absolute path to a specific file name, and that file name did not exist. Oops. The Emotet crew fixed the bug, and they are blasting out spam as fast as the series of tubes that make up the internet can handle. So law enforcement takedowns, arrests, and programming bugs can't destroy the Emotet botnet. What is it going to take?
2: Apparently, the only thing worse than... Emotet's uh, PR team is their QA team. How do they miss a hard coded file path? Jesus.
1: Yeah, it seems like they need to hire some, so they need to outsource that, hire some third party company to test their software. And so, I mean, I'm happy it's back. I don't know about you guys, but anytime that I got to talk to people
2: that have been breached and it was about Emotet, Emotet, whatever, I don't even know anymore. I love it. So, <laughs> good to be back, boys. Some job security. Yeah.
0: So is Emotet hiring for a QA person now? So should I look for a job with them? them payment Costco Just hot dogs. Those those neck beers there love you them. Go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sure they pay you in Bitcoin since the ruble is not worth very much nowadays. Yeah. Well, emotet was listed as potentially some of the most dangerous mal I think it was FBI that listed as the most dangerous malware out there and it's just like whack-a-mole. Every time they, they take it down, they get more clever. They find another way. Um, same with Microsoft. Microsoft has done actually quite a bit to stop these malicious macros and these malicious scripts from running. But these attackers just always somehow find a way around it. It's like a uh,
2: very pluggable architecture. You might even want to call it a malware trust exchange. Hmm? Hmm?
1: Mm. by the way i've never heard of the hey, brian needs a job on their marketing yeah, team
2: i can light them up baby i will tell you though i don't think i've ever heard that the internet is being referred to as the series of tubes that
1: make up the internet before you never heard that, that this it's a famous quote there's some guy that says like the internet is a, is a series of tubes
2: are there any tubes i mean it's pretty much hard copper i get maybe some fiber right is yeah that considered to be a tube
1: no, but I think to people that don't understand what the internet is, they might think it's a series of tubes.
2: I think everyone on this podcast, listeners included, know that there was no tubes. Maybe some spaghetti. I know. That's why it's called satire, Brian. Because <laughs> you're picking on me again. Damn it.
1: <laughs> we pick on you because we love you. You That's pick it. on me because Nothing you're on a keyboard and about a thousand miles away. Wasn't it, wasn't it Mike Tyson? He said something that people have gotten so used to social media and not facing consequences that if you say some, the wrong thing to the wrong person, you don't get punched in the face anymore. Oh,
2: yeah. There was after the whole like, debacle on the plane. By the way, I saw the heckling that going on. I 100% back Tyson on that one. Iron Mike. Iron Mike. Yeah.
1: He also said everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face. Yeah. Well, I guess it's very appropriate considering we had our airline etiquette episode last week. So yeah, you don't mess with Iron Mike and not expect him to react.
0: You don't mess with anybody that big and expect them not to react. I mean, the, I guess what what is it? Kids don't get into fights anymore, so they don't who not to pick on. Is that, uh, is that a thing? Do they not worry about that kind of stuff? No, I, I
2: don't know. I think bullying um, saves lives, so.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you unpopular opinion it's, a, it's unpopular <laughs> but you know
0: <laughs> i i've had my fair share of fights when i was younger and i don't know if i could say if any of my kids have had fights like that so
2: i remember i got my first fight like <laughs> in third grade it was travis Van horta he's a great guy, great guy but i, I was like ah, i'm gonna mess this dude up and he was he was kind of uh like, built a little bit like the pillsbury doughboy at the time no offense travis if you're listening but I I, I, tried, I straight up tried to uh, punch him in the stomach with all my might, and it just kind of bounced off, and he kind of looked at me and punched me in the face, and I fell on the ground. That was it.
1: <laughs> yeah, was he like the blob from X-Men? Pretty much just like, punch I, I, it, what I learned that
2: day just is looks like can't hurt fat.
0: Yeah, you can't hurt fat. Oh, you can. I mean, he just didn't feel it. So. Yeah, he just <laughs> absorbed it. it. It was like it
1: was nothing. Yeah. All right, well, on that note, uh, for our second topic, who said war is bad for the economy? After all, it was the U.S. entering World War II that eventually got us out of the Great Depression. Due to the invasion of Ukraine by Russia and the crippling sanctions and corporate boycotts of the Great Bear Nation, millions of people are fleeing the country, including IT specialists. It's estimated that there are approximately 90,000 IT job openings in Russia right now that just cannot be filled. Well, Russia has come up with an innovative job placement program that has them searching the cells in their forced labor camp for anyone who has IT skills. Now, before Dmitry or Pavel gets set free early to reimage laptops, the plan is to set up remote access inside the prisons into the corporate IT environment so that they can fill in as an IT person. For reference, prisoners in these Russian forced labor camps make about 20,000 rubles a month, which is about $281. I believe the Russian ruble is still worth less than one robux. Now, giving giving criminals remote IT access into Russian businesses' corporate network, you've heard me say this a million times, but i got to say it again. What could possibly go wrong?
2: So I don't think it has anything to do with the war. I think that they're just not paying people enough to to retain those ninety thousand open seats that are out there. And by the way, is like you use
1: Dimitri and Pavel as names. Why didn't you go with like Barb and Dale? Pavel. I don't I don't know if there's many barbs and dales inside of Russia right now. You're probably right about that.
0: So is the ruble really worth anything right now? As Like I said, I see you wrote down that it's worth a $281 a month, but is that really the cost? I think it's less than that now, right?
1: I think at the time of print, it's worth about that much. Uh, it is definitely not worth a whole lot anymore.
0: Yeah. But if you're looking at what could go wrong, everything could go wrong, right? I mean, give a guy computer access from jail and... He'll be able to do all kinds of crazy stuff. I, I take it they're probably not monitoring what he's doing. And if they did, what would they really know what that person's doing?
2: I mean, but right. what could go wrong? I mean, there's I mean, obviously it can't be uh monetary, right? There's <laughs> nothing is worth any value over there at this point, in my opinion. So do they just start launching nuclear weapons? I have no idea. Or just like a nuisance, like open up all the floodgates and piss people off. What do you think?
1: Yeah, they can install, like, a remote access Trojan. They can put in a back door. They can ransomware them. Uh, I was trying to think, like, well, why do why is it so dangerous to have a cell phone inside a prison? Like, that's, like, the highest level of contraband inside a prison is, is a cell phone, because I guess that allows you to communicate with the outside world. It allows you to continue your ongoing criminal enterprise. It allows you to, you know, order hits on people or coordinate some kind of breakout. So I'm thinking... Yeah, giving them access to you know corporate network. Not you know, let's put aside the corporate network for for a second. Just just give them internet access. You know, what are they gonna do with that? Like unfettered, unfiltered internet access?
0: Let's <laughs> the schedule their escape from prison. <laughs> exactly. I mean, they're already up. I mean, they're already being held by the Russian government for something. So I don't think they're gonna do anything for the Russian government that would please. That I mean, they on the surface, would probably look like they're doing something. But, you know, some backdoor, like, hey, release or unlock the prison cells at a certain time. They'll run a job or something like that that's connected. Or, like I said, schedule some breakout. It's
2: not all criminals are bad. Like, they could be day trading with the phone. You never know. Like, maybe they're just going to reach out to (laughs) mom on Mother's Day. I mean, there's a plethora of different things that can go on. They'll buy some Dogecoin. I think the most... I think the scariest thing is what would probably happen to your body because, uh, like hiding a cell phone in your prison wallet is probably not a good idea. And on that note, back when I had TikTok, uh, I got caught up in both cartel TikTok, which is wild, but also prison TikTok. And I'm like, how on earth are you hiding like an iPhone 13 pro max in your rectum, man? Like, I was <laughs> like, dead. Wow. <laughs> that is that is insane. But like like literally, they'd be on their phone, like broadcasting from a prison
1: cell, talking about the craziest things. Like what better way to get caught than going on TikTok live <laughs> inside of a say, prison?
0: Did you say jail TikTok? Like it's a, it's yeah, a thing. Yeah, it's jail a category. Tic- well, no, life?
2: I don't think it's like meant to be. But like every once in a while, right? You just uh, you start scrolling, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, like what's going on here? I'm like, oh. There's this bunch of people, machine guns, shooting up a car on the I-10 freeway coming out of Tucson. And then you're on cartel TikTok. And you, start, you if you like that and start looking around, there's other crazy stuff. And then eventually you go from that. And then all of a sudden you're into prison TikTok, where it's just like some dude in an orange jumpsuit <laughs> telling you that he's innocent while eating some ramen and drinking wine out of a I toilet. Clear your browser history. Yeah.
1: Yeah, to I'm like curious history. about this rabbit hole you you <laughs> dived out. down. What was the genesis of this that led you to cartel shootings and you know people claiming they're innocent in prison? So I think the, I think my wife came across prison TikTok
2: first, and I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. But then I think I was actually in Tucson, and I think based off my geolocation, it just started showing me stuff that was kind of relevant in the area, and that's how. And I was like, what the hell is going on here? Like it's wild. That's all I gotta say.
1: Well, that's how you know TikTok is a Chinese company. I don't think any American-owned company would ever say, "Hey, thanks for visiting Tucson." Oh, by the way, there was a cartel shooting two miles from where you are. Yeah, that's uh, cars are yeah. on fire,
2: like All dogs right. are just yiping, like it's it's real. Like I, uh,
1: a lot to unpack there, but I think we'll have to save that for another episode. You want to talk
2: about a lot to unpack? I went to a baby shower but like for dudes like there's a diaper shower and where the buy-in was like you had to bring in diapers i was like all right cool like we'll do this and like so we're just playing uh texas hold'em and it's me and like seven cops and and in my little world life is good but in their world oh my like what the stuff that they see day in and day out like would scare the crap out of you
0: you know i was gonna ready to take your man card brian when you said baby shower for men but when you said cops, I was like, okay, if that's shouldn't be as yeah. bad.
2: So. But like, like seriously, it makes you second get or second thing. Like, should I let my daughter go to the mall? Because there's some wild things going on over there.
1: Well, I'm, I'm sure as the, the one cyber guy there, if you explain to them what you see day in and day out in the cyber in cyberspace, that might scare them too.
2: But they're never like, well, how many heads did you just find severed on someone's
0: lawn? I'm like, zero. <laughs> I didn't find any today. Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. There, there weren't anyone there that you know, like worked worked in the food industry and like was like, "Hey guys, you guys don't know what goes on in the back end of a restaurant. You'd never go out to eat again if you saw I, that." Right perspective. Everyone's one... lens is different. That's right.
1: It's true. It's it's like when I tell people, "Oh, if you if you knew how insecure free public Wi-Fi is, you would never connect to that again."
0: It's dirty. I had
1: I had dropped a <laughs> a little like I was doing a, a session today with the, the new
2: hires and I. I was thinking like, can I get in trouble for saying this? Like I'm like post-reflection because and I thought, you know what? No, I'm not. I can fight this. And I, I wholeheartedly believe. So it came up it was like, Hey, your internet connection is unstable. And so I made a joke. I said very much like my ex-wife, ha 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 funny. And I thought, Oh, you know what? Like, do you, do you is like, is that sexist? Can I not say that? But I guarantee you if I said, well, like my ex-husband, right? Like it should be like, if it's good one way, it should be good both ways. So I think I'm safe. What do you guys think?
1: <laughs> I was never married. Yeah, to Yeah, I dude. think it's. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's specifically gender. I think it's ex-spouse. I think the problem with that is probably more about the mental health stigma that's attached to it than the gender part of it. That's just what how I think it would be perceived.
2: Oh, all right, all right, Glenn, where are you
1: at with this? You're on my team. I team think each. I think you're okay.
0: Oh, I think thank you're God. okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's a hundred percent the wheelhouse of a Brian Deech
0: joke, though. I think the new hire's probably learned that pretty quick. Yeah, probably. So. Yeah, I think your wife is used to it by now as well, right? So it's no big deal. My, nice if I said that to my wife, ex-point. I'd probably get raked over the coals. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. But like I said, if I said that in my household, I'd probably get raped over the coals. So. <laughs> Noted. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. For our third story. The U.S. FBI released its annual Internet Crime Complaint Center, or IC3, report, and revealed for the year 2021, the type of cybercrime that generated the most financial losses was Business Email Compromise, or BEC. BEC is a social engineering attack where an attacker convinces someone in an organization to send the money to them instead of the actual destination. And there are a few ways attackers do this. They can simply send a fake invoice and hope it gets paid. They can fish someone's email account and monitor the inbox until payment is expected to be made. Then the attackers spoof an email asking the company to send the money to a different account. This works especially well at real estate and escrow companies since home buyers are routinely wiring large amounts of money. We talked about this on episode 43. Because these attacks do not use malware, they're harder for organizations to spot Although AI-powered email security is getting better at detecting suspicious behavioral patterns, and even then it's a cat and mouse game because attackers have learned that doing stuff like inserting four-point font at the end of an email can trick many of the email filtering solutions out there. On episode 33, we talked about AI and deepfakes being used to synthesize a CEO's voice to make the social engineering attack even more convincing. Personally, I do not see a silver bullet on how we fix this, requiring multiple sign-offs have proven to be ineffective, and like any good social engineering attack, the attackers put time pressure on the victim so they suspend any common sense or regular controls in order to satisfy the request. Yeah, I don't think
2: this is anything new. Didn't some guy, maybe in the 80s or 90s, like he bought like, the Empire State Building or like the Statue of Liberty, he just sent a check-in, he's like, Remit payment, and he's like that. I own this now. I
1: don't know. I have to look that one up. Oh, I don't remember I don't anyone remember buying that. that. Yeah. Why is that in here? Jeez.
0: <laughs>
1: but you're right. Like, but did you guys? Just-
0: yeah.
2: Go ahead. But you're right. Like this business email compromise, uh, it's a real thing. My my little brother worked for a company where, uh, they were cutting invoices for stuff where someone just got like right. Like, what'd you call that? The email chain hijacking back In the day, yeah, yeah.
1: Like email chain hijacking. Yep. And was
2: in, and yeah, and they were, you know, they knew just the amount to, to go below that way, like, there was no recourse. So, I think with a large bank, it has to be over like 50 grand, uh, before they start chasing it down, trying to figure out what's going on. But, uh, some of these smaller, more regional banks will will go after them like they're the mob, like, hey, you took 25 cents from me, I'm gonna break your knees. Uh, there's one of them in Arizona <laughs> but, that does that, it's pretty, pretty cool, yeah.
0: But look at look how much I mean I'm looking at that the link on this and based off of the crimes the the loss is 2. Point, almost 2.4 billion dollars and compared to investments it's 1.45 billion dollars that's huge that's like that's head and shoulders above so it's got to be it's got to be because it's an easier path for for getting money out of out of these businesses, right? That's why it's being done.
1: I think it's an easier path and the amounts that they do are, are significantly higher because I I don't know if it was the FBI that summarized it. So somebody did a summary of it that said the number of complaints for BEC scams has actually gone down, but the losses are going up, which means the
0: amount lost per attack is going up as well. Yeah. I mean, you look at ransomware and phishing, it's way short on the list. It's not that it's small. It's forty nine million and forty four million, right, for ransomware. And it's like, wow, that is not much compared to BECs, right?
1: Specifically for ransomware. So there is an asterisk by that. And if you read what the footnotes for the asterisk says, it, it says like it doesn't for rent specifically for ransomware. It doesn't include time lost, lost productivity, cost to recover systems, and and that's usually. The bulk of the payment, like the extortion payment, is actually very small compared to all mm-hmm. the remediation, all the lost productivity, uh, all those costs associated with that. But so, I don't know still... If it still reaches BEC level, like almost $3 billion. Uh, are,
0: are we in the wrong business? Clearly. <laughs> Just, should, should we go join Emotet? I, I don't know what's going on here. So. <laughs> <laughs> They're hiring QA people. When that's it
1: <laughs> just imagine
2: you can get into like accounts payable and make yourself like an approved vendor right and just start billing out like I, I think you go unnoticed for years that happens somewhere or it's gotta be a plot
1: line of a movie somewhere so i know that there's a guy maybe two years ago he created a business I for I, I think the company the legitimate comes to like quanta computing and they make servers for facebook and apple and he made his company like one letter off from quanta and he just started submitting Invoices to Facebook and and Apple, and they paid him. They paid him like for several years. He made hundreds of millions of dollars on these fake invoices until somebody took a look and says, "Wait a minute!" And then the jig was up. He got he got a lot of jail time for that one.
0: He didn't quit while he was ahead. Like like first three, four, or five times, and stop. I'm like, hey, got a couple million here. I think I'm good. Yeah, like Got a little. What creative. is the thinking behind that? Right? Like, is it just like I'll never get
2: caught? Are you just ignorant? Or do you just see like you get your first couple million, you're like. It's not enough, right? And you, and you get to 10. Like, it's that, it's that old story, right? Like it, That our parents told us, don't, don't chase money
1: because you'll never get yeah, enough. I, I... How much is enough? There is a show, I think it's still on actually, on on CNBC. I actually really liked it. It's called American Greed. And yeah. it, it talks about stories specifically like this. And there is one couple, uh, actually, there were not a couple. There were two sisters and they ran a small parts store like a hardware store. They sold nuts and bolts and wrenches and things like that. But the Pentagon has a program that says you must source 20% of your business from small businesses. So the Pentagon uh sent them this contract said send us a hundred bolts or, or whatever. And then they they actually transposed it. They put the invoice number in the shipping charge. So the shipping charge was like fifteen thousand dollars because that was the invoice number fifteen something and the, the actual bolts were like twenty bucks. And the Pentagon actually paid it out. They paid out $15,000 worth of shipping charges and the $100 for the Bolts. And they're like, huh, this works. Let's try this again. And they, they sent another order in and they put you know $10,000 for the shipping charge and they submitted the invoice to the Pentagon and the Pentagon paid it. And they, this went on for a long time and then they got started to get egregious with it, like $100,000 shipping charges and the Pentagon just blindly paid it until eventually some accountant did an audit and said, <clears throat> Why, why is the shipping charge so high? You know, I, I bought $100 worth of bolts. Why is the shipping charge $100,000? And then they started to question them, and then the walls were closing in, and then, yeah, they eventually got caught.
0: Crazy. Greed. Greed. That's definitely it. Greed will get you caught. Same thing
1: happened with those people that were doing the uh,
2: extreme couponing. So, like, my wife did it as, at one point in time where they like just go and buy a bunch of stuff and, you know, comes for free, or heck, you can get some money back. But some lady in Arizona that had, like, I don't know, like, 10,000 square foot house and a bunch of cars and boats she got tired of going out and trying to uh, find the coupons that she needed that would make her money back and so she just reached out to like some uh china printing press and had like uh fix- like uh you know like for like versions of the coupons so you couldn't tell the difference only thing they came back is like procter and gamble i think they were just like all right listen um we only made like, you know, like 25,000 of these things total for the entire United States. And like, we have like 120,000 of them. Like something's weird. So like, I believe the FBI and all that got involved. It was, it was pretty wild.
1: Wow. Counterfeit coupons. That's a thing.
0: Well, that's like, the, there was an issue like in Texas somewhere, right? Where they were doing the McDonald's raffle or the McDonald's, very similar, where they were printing off their own winning numbers, for the McDonald's thing, I gotta go look that up. It's on. It's on a net. It's on a Netflix special. You gotta go find that. I remember the McDonald's. There
1: was the Monopoly thing. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they didn't. They didn't print their own. They rigged it. Yeah. There, yeah. They got a guy on the inside that rigged it, and uh, I think he had six of his family and friends won the actual million dollars. He actually mailed one of these million-dollar winning pieces to some children's hospital charity or something. Um, so he had some good intentions in mind, but yeah, that, that whole, that's actually a pretty fascinating story of how he rigged the Monopoly, uh, McDonald's game.
0: I need to watch that one. Don't get caught. Don't get greedy. I think that's the, the two things that come out of this.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, and the charity did get to keep it. McDonald's like, we're not going to claw back the million dollars from the charity, but you know, his six friends and family, they definitely clawed, they clawed back the back. money. Yeah. That's funny. All right, for our last topic, and it will be a rotating topic every week, this week we're going to talk about what canceled TV series would you love to see one more season of? For me, it's a no-brainer. It would have to be the TV series Jericho. It was a TV show on CBS back in 2006 with Skeet Ulrich and Morgan from The Walking Dead and a few actors you'd recognize from some other TV shows. For some context on this one, Jericho was actually canceled after one season and the show ended with a huge cliffhanger, which really upset the fans. Well, fans of the show mailed nuts into the CBS offices in uh, Los Angeles and New York to protest the cancellation. And the idea came from a reference in the final episode of of Jericho. Uh, There's a a line from from World War II when a U.S. general said nuts, and that was his response to the Germans demanding that the Americans surrender. Our protagonist in the show says that when his his town is asked to surrender and the rest is history. As a result of the protest, CBS greenlit a seven episode second season of the show only to cancel it again again on a huge cliffhanger which eventually wrapped up in a comic book that I have still not yet read. The show centered on the residents of a fictional city of Jericho, Kansas in the aftermath of a nuclear attack on 23 major cities in the US. There's some post-apocalyptic elements in it, as well as a whodunit to find out who bombed the U.S. And Netflix was supposed to pick up season three to continue where they left off, but CBS refused to sell the rights, citing creative differences, and that was probably for the best.
2: Well, see, now I'm interested. The whole time I thought it was about Chris Jericho, WWE superstar that I did not like. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like you going to make watch this thing, yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, you didn't watch this either, did
1: you? Land, 'Cause I think we we're both like, What, Jericho?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm going to now, as soon as I find
1: it. <laughs> yeah, I highly recommend it. Even though it ends on a cliffhanger after season two, like it it was still an entertaining show. Like I I, I really wished that someone had picked up season three. Well,
2: maybe Netflix is listening, they'll do it. Nothing makes it past three seasons, right? <laughs> Netflix.
1: <laughs> it is, but Netflix is canceling shows left and right now too. They laid off tons of people.
0: Yeah, they've got their own problems. So I, I, I thought that I liked Arrested Development, and then it got renewed like years later, and I was like, oh, I don't that think that's the same. Moved. That moved to Netflix. Didn't yeah, it? it did. Yeah, it did. And I didn't like the way they continued it, so I ended up not finishing it. So it's kind of like I wanted it to come back. It came back, and I was like, that's not the iteration of what I wanted to see.
1: Yeah, that that happened with me on Designated Survivor, the show about Kiefer Sutherland, how he accidentally becomes president. Like, I think season one and two were good on on ABC, and then when Netflix picked up season three, it it was terrible. Like, it went yeah. downhill really fast. Like, I I preferred if Netflix didn't pick it up and it ended at season two. I'm with you on that. That yeah.
2: was I liked the, Designated Survivor.
0: Yeah, but there are things that I'm waiting for, right? So next seasons of Ted Lasso, I'd love to see next season of unloaded or uploaded okay hot dad right i, lo- I want to see that so there, there's a bunch of shows that i'm waiting for but i've got these predetermined things now that i'm getting older in my life where it's like I oh, gosh i hope it goes this way and when it doesn't I, I it's a big letdown so what about you brian
2: so the the one that got rebooted that made me very happy was dexter because i thought the original dexter ended terribly um but the the did you guys see that the most recent season
1: it rebooted. No. I didn't even know it rebooted. Yeah,
2: they they uh, this past year they did another yeah. one, and it actually ended great.
1: They brought his son back. Is it Michael C yeah. Hall or is it someone else? Yep. Huh. Okay. So that, I
0: thought I thought you were going to say something like uh, was like Night Rider or something. Like
2: that. <laughs> no, no. So I'm happy about <laughs> that one, but I mean, uh, I guess the the go tos on that would be like Last Man on Earth. I would really wish, maybe John and Kate plus eight. Just kidding. I don't care about that at all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're not getting another season of that i guarantee you <laughs> Just about to, re- about to talk about the reunion yeah.
0: <laughs> they get back together <laughs> uh but other
1: than last man on earth i wish
2: they would do another season of the office i gotta bring mike back um
1: otherwise i don't think it works how about movies you got me, you you got me hung, you up, on, movies? You got me hung yeah. up on dexter because i agree with you the ending of the uh original showtime show was was terrible and for anyone who hasn't watched it yet i'm going to spoil it because it's been out for like 10 years like lumberjack really really lumberjack like you built this guy up to be a... lumberjack come on so the
2: i would say <laughs> i got to watch dexter yeah. <laughs> the the only one thing that was off in the the last season of dexter is that he's like a like one of the, the great appeals in early on with Dexter, is like he's like this social outcast that doesn't know how to function, right? And so now he becomes like this yep. like I wouldn't call him a sexual deviant, but you're just like wait, like this is not needed for the plot line whatsoever. You're just like whatever, that's that's overplayed. Like I think you guys threw that in there for no reason. But the rest of it is definitely great. It ends great uh, the way that it should have in the first uh, you know first six seasons or whatever.
0: Any movies out there that you th- wish there was a, a second episode, or you think there's too many episodes of? You mean a sequel? Yeah, a sequel.
2: Uh, well, obviously the, the last Matrix was waste time. That should not have been done. Yeah, yeah, that Ma- was Ma-
1: that Matrix was very disappointing. Ended at one. I, I didn't even like two and three. Like it, it two, three, and four. Yeah, Matrix should have ended at one. Uh, no, I disagree. Two and I three. I was okay three, with two yeah, and three.
0: I thought I like two and three. It, it closed it closes things off, but the fact that they brought them back in four was like, what? This is odd. It just this seems like crazy. a cash grab at this
1: point. Took yeah. my money. Anything with, uh, Star
2: Wars has been overplayed. in My opinion. I don't need any more of that.
1: Yeah. We got too many of those. Yeah. Too many of those, too many spinoffs.
0: Fast and furious. Too many. No, I like hey, that. Hey, 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 no, I like that. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs>
1: 10 movies plus the Hobbs and Shaw spinoff. Yeah. I'm, I'm good with that one.
0: well, is Tokyo Drift part of that as well? That's part of those. Yeah, that's 10? number three. That's
1: number three. Oh,
0: that's number three. They yeah. actually
1: brought that guy mm. back in one of the the most recent episodes. Yeah, Lucas Black. They brought Lucas Black and a little Bow Wow, which I think he just goes by Bow Wow now. But yeah, they came back for uh number nine. Dang, hey, look at you! You know everything. Their they names, Jesus. Yeah,
0: yeah. Check, Check it out.
1: I, I named one of my kids after one of the protagonists in that that movie. Was that Nico? No. Yeah, Dominic Toretto. It is.
0: Dominic. Yeah. Okay. Nick, there you go.
1: Big fan. Yeah, which I, I did hear that uh, Justin Lin, he, he directed, I think, 7 through 9 of the Fast and Furious movies. Uh, he walked off Fast and Furious 10 because Vin Diesel kept showing up, not knowing his lines, out of shape, and he was just fed up with that. So I think he, he walked off that movie. It might be a while before we get number 10 out. That and they added Brie Larson, which I think is extremely random.
0: Wow, how big do you have to get when you just like just show up whatever you want and like don't remember your lines? Well,
1: I think there are some actors that are famous for doing that. I, none come to my head right now, but I, I think there, I, I do remember stories of people just they they think that they're you know everyone worships the ground they walk on, so they just show up and whenever they want and do whatever they want and then not have any consequences for it.
0: Yeah. Speaking of which, we should probably delve into this, and then the next episode is the whole Johnny Depp trial with Amber Heard. I don't know if that's politically um, (laughs) good or bad for us, but that would be a good, interesting start uh, track to talk about. Yeah,
1: well, we can comment on it, I guess. But yeah, I I don't see. I I, I'll I'll just say this about it: I I haven't found anybody that's Team Amber Heard.
2: See, what I should have said is unstable, like Amber Heard. Boom. That would have been played for everybody. (laughs) Let me retract my statement from earlier. (laughs)
1: All right. Next month's new hire. You got that locked and loaded. There there you Uh, go. But a movie that
2: definitely needs a a sequel is I Am Legend.
1: I think they could have got that. Oh. But they can't really have a sequel if you go by the original ending. No, no. We got to go by the
2: alternate ending.
1: Okay. Fair enough. All right. Well, we continue to get great comments about our dad joke of the week. Dad joke of the week. This week, I'm up. Well, somebody stole all of my lamps. I was delighted.
0: Wah, wah, wah. (laughs) (laughs) be done.
1: All right. To wrap things up. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, to both children and pets. Motet is roaring back after their authors fixed the bug. Russia is turning to their prisons for IT support. Business email compromise still causes the most financial losses. And long live the show, Jericho. That's all we have for this week. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. You can find us all on LinkedIn. Links will be in the description. Follow us on Instagram at podcast. Thank you to all our listeners and subscribers who rate us five stars in the iTunes Store and Spotify and left us a review we appreciate you all spreading the word to help grow the show. The best way to find us is to search for the Pepcac Podcast on your favorite podcast listening app. For my co host Brian Deach and Glenn Medina, I'm Chris Louie. Thanks for listening. We'll see you all next week and as always, have a nice day.
0: I'll Good be morning. back. And Brian, and Brian really does want Baywatch to come back. <laughs> <laughs> the
2: Hoff. Schlag